Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Hello and welcome to episode 112. Hey, 12 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Alyssa Byro. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank Thank you. I hope I got your name right. Sorry if I didn't. But today we will be discussing the first half of chapter 35 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Veritaserum. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to dart your way into the details. Before we begin, let's go to Meg's Mouse Tales for the Weekly Profit. Yeah, tell me about some things and some stuff. So the things and stuff that everybody is talking about. Everybody's talking about is the new sorting. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, um, it's like it's giving people like crises, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pottermore doesn't exist anymore. And I'm going to just briefly have a little grief with it. Oh, okay. Because they transferred Pottermore to wizardingworld.com, right. but they didn't transfer everything no to articles. wizardingworld.com. There's no, is there any, are there articles? Like the like the profiles and fact files are all gone because I I was doing my notes for this and I searched and it came up in the search, so I clicked it and it said page not found. Are they trying to ruin our podcast? Like, do you know how often we use those? But here's the thing: it's going to be fine because that information is on other sites. True, true. It's on the wiki. wiki. It's just annoying. It, it is annoying, and I really don't know. Like, that's honestly. I mean, we tell you guys every week, like. That's how we get That's a lot Pottermore. of our um, like Pottermore says Pottermore. XYZ. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder what 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 is she playing at? I don't know, but like some of the articles are are there still because well like for example, I I will talk about I don't know if it's this episode or the next episode, but I'll talk about dementors because they play dementors, a role dementors. in the in the story. Correct, they do. So I wanted to pull the fact file for dementors <clears throat> and that's what didn't exist anymore. 
but there were still some articles about dementors that like in and, and when I was on Google it still said Pottermore. Um but then it redirected me to Wizarding World. So yeah, so the sorting though, um Well do you see what Carly said in the Discord? They are going to make us pay. Yeah. I mean true is true. Didn't we say they were gonna monetize that anyway? Yeah. And be, here's like, the thing. Service. She better be giving me like it literature be material writing this, from her this better be legit if you're gonna make people pay i'm not let's gonna... be real it is our job as your podcast hosts to get that information yes we will pay for it we will get it because we want to bring that information to you right but here's the thing like if people are going to have it at their fingertips it's got to be worth whatever you're going to charge for it so it's got to be stuff literally from jk's brain and hand and fingertips if she's typing it out or writing it on napkins i yeah. don't care Pull a tissue out of the box. Let's go. But it's got to be worth it. And it has to be authentic. And it has to be real for the fans. Potterheads have wanted this encyclopedia for years. Right. Is this it? Right. And if it is, that's great. Um, But I don't want to be paying for a subscription service just to have random writers give me stuff. Yeah. From the writers of Pottermore. No. How about from J.K. Rowling? From J.K. Rowling. So... And like, yeah, sure, she's a busy lady, but if you're going to charge us for information about your world, then it better be coming from you. This sorting uh, has given me an identity crisis. And I didn't think too much of it at first. Like Uh when it happened, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. But then you didn't throw your new iPhone at the wall and say, no, (laughs) no, I didn't. All I did was say, stay in Slytherin. And then it said, better be Slytherin. And I was happy. So, but the thing is, is like you, you do get to choose at the end of the day. And I think the sorting hat would do that for anybody who is having a real decision making problem. You know what I mean? (sighs) Yeah, but it put me in Ravenclaw. Which to me, I was just like, everybody always tells me that my second house is Gryffindor. But upon doing this now, I really do think that my second house is Ravenclaw. Why don't you do the full question test again? Yeah, I mean, we that. all should. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. And then see the percentages. Yeah. I think that I, I, feel, I feel like the last time I did it, Ravenclaw was, a, was higher than Gryffindor. Which cat did you choose? Someone in the Discord's asking. Uh, well, first of all, how do you know I chose a cat? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I chose a black cat because to me, that's like just the typical familiar. Can you know? I can I be honest? What? I didn't choose the animal I wanted because I couldn't figure it out and it glitched. That did, I had it a did question. It, to her for it made me question. have a toad. I don't want a toad. <laughs> No qualms with people who want toads. I wanted an owl because that's yeah. my jam. But like, so like, I don't know. I kind of want. I kind of want to make a new email. I mean, I have like five. So I already used three. I'm gonna make one. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought about doing. I thought about having an email maybe for um, Swish and Flick. Oh yeah, that's good. So idea. I might make that and uh, see what's up. If any, yeah. But a lot of the times, you want to hear like my problems with technology. A lot of the times, I'll go to try to make a new email and Gmail, and it'll just log me into my other one, and then I'll just be like, oh, whatever. I don't, I don't need to do it right now. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Katie got puff on the retake again. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I freaked out though because it was like I got that Flitwick question where it's like 
someone's caught cheating. What do you do? And she like basically picked the Slytherin option. And if I, I'm being what honest. did you say? What was it? Was I an accident? I don't, I don't remember which one it was, but I just held my finger on there no, for like I know two seconds one. too long. You picked the one that said that I would just let them get in trouble and have the points taken away because I would make up the points because I'm gonna do well. <laughs> Is that what it said? Yeah. I don't even, I just hit it and I was like, oh, what is it going to do? So we like, and I, we got and I out of the worried. app, we got back in, it wasn't restarting. I was worried because oh, like God. the one she picked was like totally not puff. Kate, so yeah. I was Kate, like, but there's oh, like no. literally, like you are so puff. I know. <laughs> I know, 100,000%. She really is. You're yeah. so puff. In, Thanks. In the best way possible. But I Thank also you. think like, I don't know. I think you're a little bit griff too. I think you're growing into your lion paws. Ooh. <laughs> I think that you have some Ravenclaw in you, too. Yeah. Definitely. I think everybody at this table does. Yeah. Yeah. Because we wouldn't do a podcast if we didn't. Correct. Honestly. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I I agree about, like, you can't do a sorting in eight questions, in my opinion, <laughs> with, like, two no. or three of them being completely irrelevant, irrelevant, like, left or right or dawn or dusk or picking an animal. Like, it d- literally it d- has nothing to do with anything, you know? Like, I love them, and I don't want to poo-poo things because that's just not who I am, but it did feel a little disconnected the answers seemed obvious for house choices yeah. in my opinion like it's like that whole if you find a dollar on the sidewalk are you gonna pick it up you know what i yeah. mean like it's like yeah they're directing you towards houses no i want more obscure questions where you know they really think about the answers and what house that would lead to i know this is a fictional world we're living in here but i need it to feel real yeah you know i did like the ar the ar experience of of the sorting on very cool yeah very cool cool. yeah like how it gave you little opportunities to take pictures with the sorting hat on and it didn't close out the app which was great (laughs) i said to meg i was like do you think this is how hogwarts is now like (laughs) <laughs> like they're like wait let me take a selfie, selfie mode. okay next right. <laughs> I always said this to my mom <laughs> right. yeah so so yeah I mean it was like I they did say they didn't change any of the questions these were all JK Rowling's questions and I get that but I feel like in the past the sortings were more questions than they were eight. longer yeah it was, it was longer so you got more of them I so. did I do feel like the old the Patronus quiz. I don't know how it is now or if it's changed because it doesn't let you change your Patronus. I don't believe. No, it doesn't. I think it's the those same questions are absolutely bogus. Yeah, that is totally random. Like I swear to God, it's just completely random. Yeah, and it should take into account a little bit more. Somebody should have done their research about animals and maybe um, uh, within different cultures and what those animals mean in yeah. those cultures, and should have Ooh. placed them within houses and those traits and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sure. some more thought should have went into it rather than swipe were, your finger and maybe you'll get a frog. They were like making it more about the visuals than the questions. And the visuals were perfect. They're beautiful, but you but could have um, also put thought into the questions. Yeah, I just so. I guess I have high expectations and I don't want to get like let down because my expectations are high, but I really just want this world to feel so I want to be immersed in it. Yeah. You know, I want to absolutely leave this real life and when i'm into potter i want to be into potter i i want it to be like i'm walking into diagon alley at universal studios right sound goes off all i hear is potter music and all i see is diagon alley right that's how i want it to feel yeah i agree i'm 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 dropping my mic but i'm not because it's very expensive (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. So, but um, <sighs> we are totally going to do like a full Felix Files breakdown on the new website and the app and the new sorting and all that jazz. And if you want to see how the sorting works, Katie and I did do a vlog on it on our YouTube channel. It's the Petrus family. Yeah, the Petrus family. And it's um, it's just called like new sorting. I can't remember what I called it. I think new sorting something. I don't know. <laughs> Look for the picture of the phone with the app on it. <laughs> well done. Yeah. But it's... um. I mean, it's really, it's a really like fun, interactive, interactive thing. So you should do it. <laughs> you should do and, it. And Even you, after we just like poop on it. Right. Just go fun. do it. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> and honestly, if you don't want to get resorted, then don't. Yeah. Don't even give yourself an opportunity to feel some type of way. But they do allow you to choose your original house in the end if you yes. don't like it. Yes. Which is But nice. that only happens once. Like, they only give you that choice once. So. Yeah. Which, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You should be where you are, you know. I've officially gotten every house but Puff. Because I'm all the Puff you need. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. what time is it? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And oldie better get it. Guys. Harry versus Voldemort. Do it. Killing curse versus the only spell that Harry knows. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany almost choked. <laughs> In a crazy turn of events, some ghosts from Harry's past make an appearance and they help him escape back to Hogwarts. Don't worry, he didn't forget Cedric. Sad face. Pour one out. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. I'm over it. All right, so summary time. All right, so. <laughs> All right, so Harry's back at Hogwarts, and shortly everyone realizes something is not right and Cedric is dead. So blunt and to the point. I love <laughs> Sarah's summaries. Judy takes Harry away from the crowd and into the castle. The talk about what happened in the graveyard and things are coming into focus for Harry. <laughs> Moody isn't who he claims to be. What? That's just because he couldn't the see very glass. well. No, because oh. they come to focus in the fog glass. Oh. Oh, I, I got get you, it. Sarah. I it's got you. <laughs> Moody isn't who he claims to be, and before things get too crazy, Dumbledore bursts in to save the day, and the real Moody is discovered. Oh, yeah. Kool Aid Man Dumbledore. What did okay, you say? Blues I said Kool Aid Man Dumbledore. He bursts in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry was slammed back into the ground. Okay, we go from being nuts to this, so we're going to, like, take it down a little bit. He's slammed back into the ground. He could smell the grass, and he's back at Hogwarts, and he didn't open his eyes because, frankly, he didn't want to. Oh, Harry. Because he's, like, back. This is real. Ugh. So he feels as if his breath has been knocked out of him. His head is swimming so badly. Um... Like as if he was on the deck of a ship. And I feel this. I feel so bad for Harry right now. I mean, he has to come back and bear all this bad news as everything's on his shoulders. Right, because the only other person who was there with him. And I think, too, at this moment in time, he has no like thoughts that no one's going to believe him. He's just like, I'm going to say these things and it's going to be real and like people are going to believe me. Yeah. And they don't. And they don't. 
you know? So like to experience that and then come back with that on your shoulders and then speak it and people literally call you a liar. Yeah. Like I just can't even imagine. For then, a 14, 15 year old. Well, oh and then God. in the upcoming months in the profit. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not good. So Harry's holding tight onto the cup and onto Cedric and he feels like if he lets go that he might slip into the darkness and the edges of his brain. So that to me, like make some connections with me here because like if he lets go of these physical things, he feels as if in a sense I'm reading this, that he might lose his mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very much touching on mental health. I think the Um, darkness of the edges of his brain. That's yeah. That's yeah. It's really deep. And I, and I think that, for like a fort for a fourteen year old to feel that it is scary. Like take a step back and imagine if like as a parent your child said that to you. Mm. You know what like, I mean? What? You would be like, Whoa, know, what is going on? Immediately what how can wrong? I how can I help you? Right. Like come back to me. You know what I mean? So I feel like, yeah, I feel like you hit the nail on the head right there. Like he is thinking in his mind, if I let go of these things I'm going to go crazy because this like the things in his hand are the only things like grounding him at that moment. Those are real. Yeah. Those are physical. Like he, it just, it really gets me because here's the thing with Harry. He has all these things happen to him and yes, he talks to his friends about it, but I just wonder what's going on within his mental state. Because these things are literally just being stacked up upon each other. Everything to do with his childhood. Everything that happened to him his first year at Hogwarts. Everything that happened in the Chamber of Secrets. Mm -hmm. All those social things that happened to him. People not talking to him. His friends being upset, not talking. You know, all these things happen. Everybody hating him for being the fourth champion. Everything is stacking up so much. It's like, how much can, can this one kid take? Right. And I feel like at this moment in time, he's basically saying, I've reached my max. Yeah. And he needs a moment. Yeah. And he doesn't get it. No. Nope. Because <laughs> let's just pile one more thing on top of his. Right. His grief pile here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I just like, it hurts me so much. And that's why he is like, think about this. Think about we, we, we joke about all caps, Harry, because, you know, he has the teenage angst on top of it. But like. Goodness gracious. Think about all these things extra. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. No kidding. Again, like coming back to this, you know, like in a new light and just reading it all over again. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, I'm like, oh my God, like Harry was just like an angsty teenager and five, Mm -hmm. but like now going back through it, I'm going to be like, I get it a lot more now, you know, you I read understand. It, you read it in a completely different way mm-hmm. because of what you've experienced in life. Obviously right. you're older. Mental health is talked about so much more these days. Thank goodness. Yes. Um, and so we're making these connections within it. And it also makes me think about our queen Joe might slip into the darkness of the edges of his brain. Yeah. And I'm sure she talks about battling depression. I wonder oh, yeah. if that's a feeling that she has felt. And if that's how she described how she was feeling. Yeah. Like when she thought about, you know, when you have that, um, uh, what's the word where you think about how you think I can't Mm -hmm. remember somebody on discord. Help me. It's the term for when you think about your own cognition and 
I wonder if that's how she described it. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm. I mean, it's sad, so I don't like it. But I like the... uh, Because, like, in in all reality, like, I've at one time felt that bad when... uh, Trigger warning. When I miscarried. Yeah. I don't know why. I know I am crying, but, like... I felt that, and it hurts me that Harry feels that. Why am I crying? Because <laughs> it's sad, and it's something that you sad. dealt with, you know, and it, still deal with. It is sad. It's so, so sad. But, like, I just, I know he's a fictional character, but he's based on so many real things mm-hmm. that happen, and it just hurts me. But mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm going to move on, because I don't want to cry. I want to have fun. Okay, let's go. Oh, let's yeah, read this, this really chapter, sad chapter. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> We can we can uh, we can laugh around certain things though. So let's go. So Harry's um, scar is still burning dully, and he's he waited. His eyes were closed, his head swimming, and he's just waiting. And so now he's really starting to come to. And I can hear like this when I read it: voices, screams, footsteps. And two hands grabbed him and forced him over roughly. And it's Dumbledore. And I think he forced him over roughly because he thought he was dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he was like... Imagine the panic. Yeah. I always, like, reading this part, I always, like, heard it in my head where... And I don't know if, like, I personally have ever experienced it, but I think of, like, how they portray it in movies where it literally just sounds, like, super muffled. And then all of a sudden, like... It's, it's, like it's like background. It's like background sounds where you hear the screams and the voices and the footsteps, and then it just gets like louder and louder and more prominent, and more prominent. Like someone's slowly turning the volume up on a radio. Yeah. yeah, and that's like exactly how I imagined it happened to yeah. Harry. Yeah, and that is kind of what they do in the movie, I believe. So, yeah, they did a good job portraying it. I think oh, so. Uh, C- Cedric's dad. This part of the movie is so heart wrenching. Cedric's dad makes me cry oh, every yeah. single time, yeah. and I hate him. Yeah. Do you hate? Yeah, I do. I'm a Slytherin. I hate him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know what, though? No, He's... I strongly dislike him there in you the go. books. But, like, that scene mm-hmm. specifically is just, like, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's your worst enemy. You don't wish that on them. Yeah. And to, like, see him run to his son and his just, boy. like, my boy, my boy, scream. And in the movies, you don't get all that, like... Not, he's not a villain, but you don't get any of that bad portrayal of him. Like you just right. see him as like this doting just, father, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of even makes it worse. Yeah. Harry finally realizes that he's at the edge of the maze, and people are moving, and the stars are shining above. And Harry finally gave in, and he let go of the cup, but he refused to let go of Cedric. Harry grabs Dumbledore's wrist, and he looks up into his face which is still, like, moving around because he's still, like, dizzy, partially from probably loss of blood, everything that happened in the graveyard, and traveling by port key, which makes him feel sick anyway. Mm-hmm. And Harry just looks at Dumbledore, and he says, he's back. Harry whispered, he's back, Voldemort. And then here comes Fudge. And he goes, my God, Diggory, he whispered. Dumbledore, he's dead. And the words were repeated. So I can imagine that people are like, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. So it says the words were repeated. The shadowy figures pressing in on them gasped it to those around them. And then others shouted, 
It screeched into the night. He's dead. He's dead. Cedric Diggory, dead. Do you think she wants us to know he's dead? Maybe. I think it's just mm. that the the crowd, like the students, the parents, the people at the ministry, they all thought that they did so well putting this event on that like nothing horrible was going to touch it. Supposed yeah. to be safe. So it was just obviously, I mean, either way, I, like, you know, it doesn't matter what, how this happened. It's, it's just shocking no matter what, you know, because, well, first of all, I don't think that they really understood why they just appeared like a port key would probably. They're probably like, what's going on? Cause yeah. that's probably not how anybody was expecting it to end. So like they just appear and then it probably, like you said, looked as if both of the boys were dead. And then Dumbledore like makes sure that Harry isn't. But then to like actually have a student die. Cause you know, this, this whole Triwizard tournament was so dangerous before and they took all these precautions and it was supposed to be safe and it was supposed to be fun. And, and it's just like has this shadow cast on it again. Yeah. Yeah. So like Fudge specifically, because, you know, it's the ministry and he's part of putting it on is probably just and I don't like Fudge. So in my mind, I honest to God think the first thing that he's thinking is, wow, this is a disaster for the ministry. It's a disaster for me. Yeah. For him. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, oh, this happened under my watch. What's correct? You know? Yeah. And that's immediately the first thing that he's going to think. And that's why he just like isn't going to want to believe anything. Oh, no. He's such a. Mm, yep. He totally. <laughs> I censored myself, but I didn't <laughs> want to. <laughs> I feel like I rambled, but like I got there eventually. Sorry. No, no, you're totally. I'm fine. just like, like shaken, sad reading this whole part. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm hmm. My heart rate is up for some reason. I don't I, think it's the I cold know. brew. No, no, I've got I've got a weird feeling right now. Too, yeah, like, it, it does feel me. weird. Like I don't know. I, well, let's just go. Uh, so I wanted to point a little bit out from the dialogue. I said things get a little bananas, and chaos lets all of these next steps happen. Cedric's parents were approaching. The crowd is going nuts, and Fudge is pulling at Dumbledore. I'll take Harry Dumbledore. I'll take him. No, I would prefer Dumbledore. Amos Diggory's running. He's coming over. Don't you think you should tell him before he sees? Harry, stay here. Girls are screaming, sobbing hysterically. The scene flickered oddly before Harry's eyes. That right there. Like, can you see it? Can you feel it? Not even just take the movie out of your head. And just picture that. Harry, I'll take Dumbledore. No, I would. No, he's saying no. Amos Diggory is running. He's coming over here. Do you think we should tell him? Harry, stay here. Girls are screaming, sobbing hysterically. Harry's scene is flickering. Like, that's that's chaos. Yeah. He's in shock. Well, Harry's for sure in shock. Dumbledore's trying to take care of so many situations at one time. Yeah. All of that is happening faster than you can read it. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. It's, it's like, just a split it's second. one of those, it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, like, you are like daydreaming and like or or like you'll think of something and then all of a sudden your brain like makes all these connections and you like connect it to something else like and it happens in a millisecond that's kind of what i envision this scene being you know like harry 
um, Harry's trying to take all this in, but like it's all happening faster than like anybody can even really take in. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. So Harry's then taken out of this situation and he's taken by Judy, but Harry doesn't yet know that it's Judy. And so Judy lies and says that he's going to take him to the hospital wing. And Harry even tries to tell him, he's like, I'm supposed to stay. Dumbledore said to stay. But Harry is literally in no state to take care of himself. And Judy was taking him. And his scar is pounding still, probably because Voldemort's losing his mind in that graveyard or wherever he, if he, you know, went somewhere else. Who knows? Do you think it has to do with the fact that he's so close to, like, such a, um, such a valued supporter, you know? Or no? Or just, mm. or is it just aftershocks of what happened? What, the, the scar hurting? Happening. Yeah. I don't think it has yeah. anything to do with Judy. I literally think that because Voldemort's feeling that high emotion still. He's probably taking it out on, the, on his death buddies. I mean, he might be. His deceased snackers. <laughs> I wonder if people in those outer circles, not in the inner, like I wonder if he killed anybody in the graveyard that night. I mean, he slays people in seven for not doing his bidding right. correctly. Right. right. Why not? He at least crucioed some of them. Add him to the inferi. Oh, probably. Um, so it says, quote, someone larger and stronger than he was, was half pulling, half carrying him through the frightened crowd. Harry heard people gasping, screaming and shouting as the man supporting him pushed past through them, taking him back to the castle across the lawn, past the lake in the dr- Dormstrang's ship. Harry heard nothing but heavy breathing of the man helping him walk. Then Harry realizes who is taking him. A clunk, clunk, clunk let him know, and it was Judy. I wanted to read. I I feel like a lot of my part is conversation, so a lot of it is is best to just be... Just read it, babe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they are... I don't think Harry's figured this out yet, but I believe that they're in Moody's office. Um, or is this happening as he's walking? As okay, walking. as he's walking. So um, Mad-Eye goes, or Judy goes, what happened, Harry? Um, Cup was a port key, said Harry, as they crossed the entrance hall, took me and Cedric to a graveyard, and Voldemort was there. Lord Voldemort. Clunk, 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 up the marble stairs. The Dark Lord was there. What happened then? Killed Cedric. They killed Cedric. And then made a potion, got his body back. The Dark Lord got his body back. He's returned. And the Death Eaters came. And then we dueled. You dueled with the Dark Lord? Got away. My wand did something funny. I saw my mom and dad. They came out of his wand. In here, Harry. In here and sit down. You'll be all right. Drink this. Um, and he gives him pepper up potion. Mm-hmm. How thoughtful. <laughs> it's only in his, um, own, his best his own best interest because he wants to get all these details out of Harry because he couldn't do it himself. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, Voldemort's back, Harry. You're sure he's back? How did he do it? He took stuff from his father's grave and from Wormtail and me, said Harry. His head felt clearer. His scar wasn't hurting so badly. He could now see Moody's face distinctly, even though the office was dark. Um, what did the Dark Lord take from you, said Moody. Blood, said Harry, raising his arm. His sleeve was ripped where Wormtail's dagger had torn it. Moody let out his breath in a long, slow hiss. So that right there. Read I, that again. The whole thing? No, <laughs> no, the last <laughs> sentence. Moody let out his breath in a long, low hiss. 
That's not very like, moody like. Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking like he's thinking this is where he, he's crumbling. So, well, what do you mean crumbling? Moody is crumbling. He's giving up who he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is where he's like this is going to happen. He's like, yeah, he's like this is happening. I'm excited, you know? Yes. Yeah, I think that's excitement. That's like how I felt before mm-hmm. recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so Moody let out his breath in a long, low hiss. And the Death Eaters, they returned? Yes, said Harry, loads of them. How did he treat them? Moody asked quietly. You? Did, did he forgive them? Butthead. Yeah. But Harry had suddenly remembered. He should have told Dumbledore. He should have said it straight away. There's a Death Eater at Hogwarts. There's a Death Eater here. They put my name in the Goblet of Fire. They made sure I got through to the end. Harry tried to get up, but Moody pushed him back down. I know who the Death Eater is, he said quietly. <laughs> so this is where he's like... This is happening. Voldemort's back. I'm doing this. I'm going to kill Harry. Or I'm going to take yep. Harry to him. Right. Karkaroff, said Harry widely. Where is he? Have you got him? Is he locked up? I love that he thinks it's Karkaroff. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in Harry's eyes, that's the best option. Did you guys think it was Karkaroff? Yeah. At this moment in time reading the book, I thought that it was either him or Snape. Yep. I don't remember who I thought it or was. Or they were conspiring together. I love your realness. I don't remember. It's fine. <laughs> um, don't you wish you could remember every yes. detail about what you thought? Yes. I do remember a lot, but I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kakaroff said Moody with an odd laugh. <laughs> an odd laugh. Meaning to Harry, it doesn't sound like Moody. Kakaroff mm-hmm. fled tonight when he felt the dark mark burn upon his arm. He betrayed too many faithful supporters of the Dark Lord to wish to meet them. Yeah, but you I did. doubt he will get far. The Not Dark wrong. Lord has ways of tracking his enemies. Oh, and he does. So again, right there, that line to me is like prime not Moody. Because if this was happening, Moody would have been like, I will track him down. I'm not going to worry about, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to make sure that he gets back right. in Azkaban or whatever. Lightning bolt question. Do you think Voldemort took time out of his very busy schedule? You know, he is the Dark Lord. To go and personally kill Karkaroff, or do you think he had somebody sent to him? I think he had somebody sent to him because I think in Voldemort's eyes he wasn't worth the time. That's I would agree with that. See, I wanna say that because of that reason, but I also wanna think like Sometimes Voldy will surprise you with the things that he does. And I wonder if he'd be like popping up in that cabin. Who knows where? Hey, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. I just wonder. No, that's a good point. I don't know. It's really a coin flip for me because like sometimes because I've thought about that question before. And sometimes I want to say, yeah, he's too non-important. I'm going to send somebody else. Or is he going to be like, you know what? I'm going to show you. I think it would depend on his mood at the time. Because I'm sure he had other Death Eaters out there looking for him. He's Mm -hmm. Once they reported. Yeah. Say he's in one of his fired up moves. He'd be like, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. If he's in one of his more passive moods, he'd be like, just take care of it. Yeah. Because you have to think like when he's really mad, like um, let's take his uh, at Gringotts. So... Harry, Ron, and Hermione escape. They've got the Horcrux. Dragon's gone. Whatever. He is so mad, he actually takes time to kill the goblins. 
himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in his eyes, they're not worthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like in that moment, that was because they were there. what happened was such a tragedy to him. He was so angry. He didn't care who was there. Yeah. He was killing them. Yeah. And it was because like they consider that like the wizarding world considers that event like a massacre. And it's, you know, like if you're reading history books or whatever, like that would be considered like the massacre at Gringotts. You know what I mean? Yes. So I feel like he, that was just him lashing out his anger not because he thought that they were important. It was no, literally... No, not, not... I'm saying they're not important. Not because no, they're important, I, but he actually right. did it himself that time. Yeah. I worded what I was saying wrong, but I know I know what you mean. And but, I know what I'm, you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think it was just because he was so angry and they were there, and they were so there. they so were in happening. his warpath. All right. I got you. I got you. But I just wonder. I want to know um, what our listeners think, though. So go into our Facebook group and tell me... Um, do you think Voldemort killed Karkaroff himself or did he send some Death Eaters to do his dirty work for him? Yes. Tell us. Tell me. Tell us. As I said a little bit while I was reading that portion, like you can clearly tell a shift in Judy here. Um, his facade is breaking. He's breathing heavily, being quiet. He's like entranced by Harry's story. Just keeps asking questions, wants to know more. I wonder if he's breathing heavy also, one, because he's, like, super excited and things are going down. But I wonder if it's because he's starting that transformation back. I like that. Yeah. I think it's it's definitely possible. If he changes so quick after this. That's going to take your breath away, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's got to hurt. Yeah. 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 Harry tries to explain priori incantatum as well. Am I getting ahead of myself here? Hold on. I'd be like, there's a wand and a wand and like, pew. Oh, yeah. No, no. Stuff. He was just saying yeah, his like mom and dad came out. He goes into more in-depth explanation of how Voldemort came back and he took something from his father's grave, Wormtail, and from him. And Moody is, re- Judy is really interested in how Voldemort is treating the Death Eaters because we have to remember that Barty Crouch Jr. very much cares how traitors are treated mm-hmm. oh yeah so he wanted he wanted confirmation that voldemort didn't tolerate traitors which he doesn't really get so i think he's kind of annoyed actually with how voldemort reacted oh yeah um mm-hmm. so i think that also helps crumble his facade a little bit uh, but then judy starts saying that he knows who it is and stuff is about to get real because he's going to tell his story and i'm going to read it for you now So, the Chronicles of Judy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What house do you think he was in? Slytherin. He's very cunning. Very cunning. And he mentions that in his story as well. He says, like, I used every ounce of cunning possible to get you through this. I almost, well, well, I was going to say a shocking Gryffindor just because... He he so wants the recognition. Mm. He does, but in so like does a Slytherins. bad way, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slytherins always want recognition. Like that's that's definitely Megan, something you're that... so great. I know. Thank you. You're Look welcome. <laughs> Let's get some shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he he asks Harry. He's like, so he forgave them then the Death Eaters who went free, the ones who escaped Azkaban. What said Harry? Because this is when Harry, I think, is catching on. Like he totally is. Because he's finally he's feeling better. Pepper potion. Thanks very much. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. And he's just like, hold Something's on, why are you right. why are you asking me this? Mm-hmm. Why do you care? You know, like don't you want to hear more about what happened? Yeah. As opposed to yeah. So he was looking at the wand Moody was pointing at him. Oh yeah, he pointed that. that's what made him really. Okay. So at that same time, um, I'm gonna go back a second here. Cockroft's gone. He ran away, but then he didn't put my name in the goblet. No, said Moody slowly. No, he didn't. It was I who did that. Harry heard, but didn't believe. No, you didn't. He said, you didn't do that. You can't have done. I assure you I did, said Moody, and his magical eyes swung around and fixed upon the door. And Harry knew he was making sure that there was no one outside it. Oh, snap. At the same time, Moody drew out his wand and pointed it at Harry. He forgave them then, he said, the Death Eaters who went free, the ones who escaped Azkaban. What? said Harry. He was looking at the wand Moody was pointing at him. This was a bad joke. It had to be. I asked you, said Moody quietly, whether he forgave the scum who never even went to look for him, those treacherous cowards who wouldn't even brave Azkaban for him, the faithless, worthless bits of filth who were brave enough to cavort in masks at the Quidditch World Cup, but fled at the sight of the dark mark when I, fi- when I fired it into the sky. Oh, those are some fighting words. I only think that Voldemort forgave those Death Eaters because otherwise he would have no one. Agreed. First oh, of good all. point. Because otherwise he, he literally wouldn't have anybody. If he goes in there and he like slays some people up, like, no, those are the only people you have backing you and you are yep. nothing without your numbers because you're a piece of garbage. Now you're no, I'm hand. sorry. That's no. an insult to Sarah. He is, <laughs> what do we say? Waste. <laughs> Rubbish. I think as well, he realizes how beneficial it is to have someone like Lucius on his side. Oh, Lucius has influence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucius has money. <laughs> Lucius, like Damn. he can get things done within the ministry that Voldemort wouldn't be able to get done otherwise. So uses his little peeps to do whatever his little bidding is. For sure. But also, so let's say things pan out and let's say uh, Barty Crush Jr. goes back to Voldemort. Let's say, like, that's fine. Harry lives or dies is beside the point to me. I think that Judy, nope, Barty Crush Jr. because he's just Jr. now. I think he would have a relationship with Voldemort relationship in quotes, um, similar to Snape's. He's very high up there, especially with the way that Voldemort was talking about him. Yeah. Um, I think he could, you know how Snape talks just matter of factly to Voldemort and the others don't do that because they're too afraid. Yeah. Not to say that Snape's not afraid of him because I do think that Snape is afraid of him. He knows how he needs to talk to him, but I think he, he can talk to him in more of a peer way Rather than a, a servant and master way, even though he does that whole my lord stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I feel like <laughs> Barty Crouch Jr. would be able to talk to Voldemort in that same way. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he would be able to say, like, you forgave these people. Like, I can't, like, I can't, why? He, yeah, would, he, would yeah. be, he would be the type of Death Eater that would be able to ask question that question. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and Voldemort would have enough, quote, respect 
to maybe answer him, but he would still belittle him. He would be like, yeah. you think that you're, you know, your know master better. doesn't know better, like whatever, but he would still answer it. Yeah. yeah. You I know agree. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I hope that makes sense. Cause like, I feel if things would have panned out, he would have been at the same rank as Snape. Agreed. I agree. Like I agree. up there with like Bellatrix Snape. Yeah. Him. Even though Bellatrix plays more of the servant to master role, even though I do think she is higher up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that she plays it maybe because she likes it. <laughs> and I'm going to move on. Um, so Harry then goes, you fired? What are you talking about? And I think at this point, he like is in shock again, you know? Yeah. I told you, Harry, I told you, if there's one thing I hate more than any other, it's a Death Eater who walked free. And he does say that as moody earlier right but he did a good way he did a good job of saying it as moody because it did come off as something that the real moody would have said mm. but he was meaning it in his own way he was you not know? a liar he was not a liar <laughs> um they turned their backs on my master when he needed them most <laughs> my master <laughs> <laughs> Um, I expected him to punish them. I expected him to torture them. Tell me he, he hurt One. them, Harry. True. Moody's face was suddenly lit with an insane smile. Insane. In the, the membrane. membrane. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me he told them that I, I alone, remained faithful, prepared to risk everything to deliver to him the one thing he wanted above all, you. You didn't. It, it can't be you. Who put your name in the Goblet of Fire under the name of a different school? I did. Who frightened off every person I thought might try to hurt you or prevent you from winning the tournament? I did. Who nudged Hagrid into showing you the dragons? I did. Who helped you see the only way you could beat the dragon? I did. Mm. It hasn't been easy, Harry, guiding you through these tasks without arousing suspicion. I have had to use every ounce of cunning I possess. So that my hiss hiss. <laughs> nudge so nudge. that my title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that my hand would not be detectable in your success. Dumbledore would have been very suspicious if you had managed everything too easily. As long as you got into that maze, preferably with a decent head start, then I knew I would have a chance of getting rid of the other champions and leaving your way clear. But I also had to contend with your stupidity. <laughs> okay, the second <laughs> task. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Um, the second task. That was when I was most afraid we would fail. I, I was keeping watch on you, Potter. I knew you hadn't worked out the eggs clue, so I had to give you another hint. An excellent hint. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Who told Cedric to open it underwater? I did. I wonder how, though. He's just like, yo, bro, open that egg up under the water. Go take a bath. You smell. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he did it probably in a very Judy way. Maybe he confunded him after, like, I don't I know. mean, he's not, he's not above doing that. Because, like, maybe Cedric doesn't know that's how he knew. What if Cedric it? just like, he woke up and he was, like, standing in the prefect bathroom with <laughs> his like, egg and he's why? like, why? Uh, <laughs> How did I get in what my swimming do clothes? I, what, do I, what do I do with this? Mermaids again. <laughs> I mean dragons again. Dragons. Oh, Everyone knows. Puffs. Puffs. 
I was sure Cedric would want to repay you for telling him about the dragons. Decent people are so easy to manipulate, Potter. Mm. I was sure Cedric would want to repay you for telling him about the dragons, and so he did. But even then, Potter, even then, you seemed likely to fail. I was watching all the time, all those hours in the library. Didn't you realize that the book you needed was in your dormitory all along? I planted it there early on. I gave it to the Longbottom Boy. Don't you remember? Magical water plants of the Mediterranean. It would have told you all you needed to know about Gillyweed. I expected you to ask everyone and anyone you could for help. That's where he That's doesn't know Harry. Correct. <laughs> Harry True. doesn't ask other people for help besides Ron and Hermione. Right. And really just Hermione. <laughs> um, Longbottom would have told you in an instant, but you did not. You did not. You have a streak of pride and independence that might have ruined it all. Mm. So what could I do? Feed you information from another innocent source. You told me at the Yule Ball, a house elf called Dobby had given you a Christmas present. I called the elf to the staff room to collect some robes for cleaning. I staged a loud conversation with Professor McGonagall about the hostages who had been taken and whether Potter would think to use gillyweed. And your little elf friend ran straight to Snape's office and then hurried to find you. I gotta love that house elf. I do. He might be annoying, but he's the real MVP. Let's be real. He really is. Um, You were so long in that lake, Potter. I thought you had drowned. But luckily, Dumbledore took your idiocy. I don't know what I was going to say. Idiocracy. Idiocy for nobility and marked you high for it. I breathed again. You had an easier... By the way. What? Idiocracy. Oh. Oh, I thought I breathed again was a movie. I know. I was like, (laughs) what's that? (laughs) It could be. It's a love story. I like it. (laughs) You had an easier time of it than you should have in that maze tonight, of course. I was patrolling around it, able to see through the outer hedges, able to curse many obstacles out of your way. I stunned Fleur Delacour as she passed. I put the Imperious Curse on Crumb so that he would finish Diggory and leave your path to the cup clear. Aside from everything Harry's going through, he has to feel absolutely terrible that he didn't actually manage any of this on his own. Like, I'm literally just thinking he's sitting there like this. Right? Yeah. Like gaping mouth listening to all of this. And also, I really enjoyed this point in the book where um she answers all your questions throughout the <laughs> from the whole book. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah. It's um like Gob- like I know that we said Prisoner of Azkaban is a lot of people's favorites because it's the first book that like starts to pull connections from before, right? Yeah. But like Goblet is so great in its own sense that it's like a story within the whole story. So I do like, feel like Goblet is its own thing. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like Goblet does pool things from the first three books and like that's co- still cool, obviously. But like Goblet in and of itself is its own conundrum of a story. You know like what I you mean? You could you seemingly you could read Goblet and none of the rest. And still have a good story. And still have a magnificent yes. story. Yeah, for sure. Like it's it's just it's just so good. Yeah. It's so good. And this is when it gets dark. Well, yeah. You know, like this goblet is the shift. I mean, I know I can't see. I so. did not think you were gonna say shift. <laughs> goblet is the shift. It is. Shift. Um You know what else is the shift? Me. <laughs> so <True>. um <laughs> did anyone else not Underst- like, did anyone else not understand at this point when they first read and thought that Judy was not a Death Eater? Like, just a supporter? Yeah. Or, or like, did you really 
I, I don't know. I'm just at this. You, I think that think? I think I was just like super confused right now. Like, hold on, the Moody that we have like Love. been built up to know is a dark arts defender. No, no, no. So you're thinking it's actually Moody when you read it the first time. You're still thinking. I was like, I you're was thinking. Still... You're thinking Mad Eye Moody was a Death Eater. Yes. Or a, oh, okay. Got yes. you. Now I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was just like, hold on. How Maybe how he, like, is this turned... Moody? Yeah. yeah. Like, did he get like he was out catching these people and like maybe he just like talked to them so much getting that... them out of his way. Yeah, like I was so confused. I don't that's remember exactly how you should feel because that's how Harry's feeling. I know. Yeah, true. Truth. Like, yeah, but like, it was just like, you know, you are like you have all these questions leading up to this point. Like, oh my god, how did this happen? Like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, like this character that you have been built up to trust so much mm-hmm. is the one that like did this. And then, like honestly, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, so. Like, where's Dumbledore in all of this? Does he know that, like, Moody was doing this? Yeah. And, like, was this a plan? Like, is Moody a good guy? And this is, like, he set this up so that they could try and get to Voldemort? And, like, that's kind of, like, where my mind was going. Like, oh, Moody's still a good guy. Yeah. Dumbledore knows about this. Um, so, like, what's the catch? That was what I was waiting for. I was like, what's the catch? But then the catch was that that's not Moody. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. It's Judy. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Oh, it's my turn. <sighs> yep, it is. Oh, hey. All right, so like we were saying, I mean, Harry's just sitting there staring at him because how could this be? This is Dumbledore's friend. This is the famous or like the dark wizard catcher. He put all of these, what? No, oh, oh I'm sorry. I oh. didn't mean you had to like stop in mid-sentence, but I was just saying like this line right here of Harry like going through that, that's why I was like, Dumbledore's in on this. There's got to be something. Like right. what's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. So he, this is the guy who caught all these Death Eaters that Harry saw through, like, those court things that he sat through. Like, he threw all these people in Azkaban. Yeah. Like, none of this made any sense. So Harry notices behind Judy's shoulder mm-hmm. that he can see the faux glass behind him, and the foggy shapes that are in it are sharpening. And if you remember back to when Harry first goes to Judy's office, that he talks about how his, the, he can only see the whites of the eyes of his enemies if they're right behind him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so somebody's coming. So he sees that the outline of three people are approaching, but Judy doesn't see it. He's just staring at Harry. So he says, the Dark Lord didn't manage to kill you, Potter, and he so wanted to. Imagine how he will reward me when he finds I have done it for him. I gave you to him the thing he needed above all to regenerate, and then I killed you for him. I will be honored beyond all the other death buddies. I will be mysterious. <laughs> that is not in the quote. That is not in the quote. <laughs> Oh my goodness. He'll be his dearest, his closest supporter, closer than a son. Closer than a, what? No. But he what has is that? What does that mean? Closer than a like son. Like he'd be he'd be Voldy's real family. He would be like his lover? No. Oh. No, like family. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a weird thing to say. It's like, what's closer than a son? Like, maybe your lover? he is in love. Maybe. maybe. I mean, that's fine. Obviously, you don't know. Um, I was gonna say though, like, but I have a question. I had my hand up first. What's Whoa. love got to do? <laughs> got to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, no, I'm sorry. That was a joke. 
I was just going to say, like, he's thinking that he's going to be honored for killing Harry, but I think in reality, Voldy would be... Beep. Okay. I don't know. It's not, like, really a swear, is it? You're taking the rest of my part here. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, like, I don't think he would be happy about it. Uh, No, because it would... That's uh, his thing. ...mess up uh, his prophecy plans. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like he's got a he's got the the prophecy plans, the PP going on. So but it's like his pride. It it's like his pride. He needs to prove that this child exactly. is not his undoing. But little does he know, it, it will be. No one can do it but him anyway. But like, think about what he just finished preaching in the graveyard. Like, yeah, this is like supposed I to be was the boy. thought a fool. Right, this is the boy yeah. who's supposed to be my downfall. Well, watch, watch. I'm gonna beat him right here, right now, and he like, doesn't. Real life question. So good. I legitimately wonder if Voldemort would have killed Junior if he he had killed Harry. I I think he would have. Yeah, but see, I can't even think like that because Junior can't kill Harry. Right. I mean, true, but like, say he did. Okay, say he did. I think Voldemort would have killed Junior and been like, what were you thinking? He is mine. How dare you? Yeah, because it would have been like, you couldn't do it, you know? Right. right. He's all about that image. Exactly. And like what, like it. Katie said, what was he preaching in his like five hour monologue? So I know <laughs> Voldemort's trying to escape death. That's his main goal in life. Let me take over the wizarding world or whatever. But like. But in reality, is it? Like part of me thinks. But like I feel like part, like it's about. It's about Harry. It's about Harry. He's got to have. It's a pride thing. He's got to have that last say. He's got to yep. do this. Otherwise. He could have think about what he could have done had he not like been hunting Harry. Like yep. he could have, excuse me, gotten so much bigger, so sure. many more followers. But his focus wasn't there. I mean, think about all the time that he was gone looking for um, the Elder Wand. Yep, all because he thought that's what would make him beat Harry. Yeah, not because it was going to help him really with like conquering he was obsessed. death. Obsessed, oh, yeah. obsessed with. With killing Harry. And he had to be the one to do it. Yeah. I mean, he even... Prophecy problems. More PP. You know what I'm saying? He even tells, like, Bellatrix not to touch him. You know? Like, nobody can touch his boy. Well, I just finished reading Six, and they had Harry out there uh, just past Haggard's cabin um, on the brink of Hogsmeade, where they all could apparate out. And the Carolers were right behind him. They crucioed him. They could have killed him. And Snape... Obviously, yeah. being on the good side, was like, no, he's Voldemort's. But the Karos could have killed him, right. theoretically, right. right then. You know what I mean? Like, there are ample opportunities for Harry to be dead. Yeah. Oh, plenty. And especially uh, in the Room of Requirement with Crab and Goyle, with the Fiend Fire and everything. And uh, I can't remember, Crab or Goyle said, you know, the Dark Lord wants him dead anyway. Why not just do it, you know? And I think that that and like this is probably a whole other conversation for probably Deathly Hollows, but like that's why Ron and Hermione survive. In my opinion, they are always survive so close. Just the war oh. in general, because they're always so close to Harry, and nothing can touch Harry except Voldemort. Yeah. So the fact that Harry or that Ron and Hermione are like always with him, they almost, in a way, in a weird way, share his protection because like. How many opportunities are there going to be where, like, something, they're literally together and something will kill Hermione but not Harry? You know what I mean? So, like, it's almost like his protection touches them without him even, like, meaning to. I like that. 
basilisk almost. Almost. Why didn't the basilisk just like eat them after they were paralyzed? You don't uh, want maybe some it wasn't snacks? hungry. It was You're eating in a cavern for a thousand years. It was eating like rats and mice. Dude, I need some the snacks. thing is gigantic. <laughs> it needs like <laughs> ten gallons of rats for breakfast. Lunch and yeah, he, <laughs> he likes chicken meat. He eats those chickens. Oh yeah. Roosters. Yeah. That's why he was full from chicken. Anyway. I must eat chicken. <laughs> but back to uh, you know, Judy. Yeah. Yeah, what were we uh what I were don't we even talking re- about what? We were faux glass, faux glass. Yeah, that's right. We're talking all about how Judy's going on about how he's Death Buddies. Be honored above son. all other a son. Yeah. No, closer than a son. I, oh. Okay, Katie, continue. So that right there shows us his issues with Mr. Crouch, plain as day. He was not a very, oh, not a very doting father at all. That's what that means, Megan. Also, you're not the closest supporter. That's serious black. Do you even read the Daily Prophet? <laughs> Just saying. That's awesome. Oh, I get it. Yeah, that is why he says that, huh? Yeah. He's got daddy issues. And we'll get to more of that in a minute. Poor... Yeah. So his eye is bulging. Even his magical eye is fixed on Harry. So usually it's all crazy, but he's super intense. So he goes on to say that him and... Do you think it's bulging because it's going to change? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) 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 So he goes on to say that him and Voldemort have a lot in common, like having disappointing fathers, both of them suffering from the indignity of being named after those fathers. Daddy issues. And, quote... Both of us had the pleasure, the very great pleasure, of killing our fathers to ensure the continued rise of the Dark Order. Dark Order? What is this? Star Wars? Thank you. I thought the same thing. Honestly, this, these sentences right here should tell you how important it is for parents. Yeah. I see it all the time in school. It really affects children. But luckily... Some children, you know, they have that resilience. Yep. It just Luckily. it just hurts my heart. Cuz like who would they be? Right. If they didn't Otherwise. Yeah. And who would Voldemort have been had his mother survived? She wasn't like the other gaunts. Agreed. Right. She wasn't. Yeah. We don't sure. know who she was or really how she was, but from what we saw, she was abused and scared. Taken advantage of. And I just wonder. Given a chance, yeah. I wonder who who she would have been. I feel like she really didn't get to live a life. Agreed. Oh, no. That's she not. was just and, their servant. And she was, she was almost, because she was like manipulated to believe that she couldn't find love, right? Mm. Which is why she like forced it. And I, I would agree with that. Yeah. She is sad. Yeah, it is very sad. So I feel for her. I mean, honestly. we get into some real like humanity issues within this story. And it's crazy to me that like as a kid, you read this seemingly as a kid, I should say not all kids read at surface level, but I would be hard pressed to find some that would dig this deep as children reading this story. Yeah. It's a complete, not completely different story, but it is a, it is such a deeper story when you read it as an adult and dive deeper because there are so many meanings behind these things. Yeah. 
And I think the casual vacancy, is that the one where it's like really like crazy? I didn't read it. What? I can't remember. I don't I think started it, but I couldn't get into it. It's like, it's like real life rough. I heard it's much darker. It's, like in a different it, way. it's exceptionally dark. Yeah. And, um, I feel like some of the, the, the stories in this have that underlining lying darkness that you have to like, to understand the characters and to relate to the characters as real people, or maybe you relate to them with their hardships, you know, maybe you didn't have your parents or maybe you didn't have a relationship with your dad or maybe with your mom. Um, and I feel like, I don't know. It's just, we have to understand these characters to see where they're coming from. Yeah. And I, and I think that what is so awesome about her writing is that you can enjoy the story in two different ways as a child and as an adult. Oh, you absolutely can. And if you think about it, that's very much like, um, you know, Disney too. Disney yes. does the same thing. Yes. You yes, know, watching yes. the little mermaid and the lion King, even like as an adult, you catch other jokes, you catch, you know, that's themes and like now, like seeing the, the Pixar movies currently, like, mm-hmm. like, like have a kid sit down and watch inside out and then have them tell you what it's about and then have an adult tell you what it's about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Inside out is amazing. Yeah. For adults to watch. Yeah. And like, I, I super just appreciate that there is, um, content out there that you can enjoy with your kid and have them see a story on surface level, like you're saying, and just enjoy the story for what it is. Right. But then also as an adult, be able to be like, no, look at all these themes it's touching on. And you can literally, it's just awesome. You can literally learn from these books your entire life. You Inside can. Out is like the best Pixar movie. Just saying. Yeah. But I, what I do like, and this is, this will be my last little thing, is that we can see kids be successful when coming from different homes. Yes. Not every family yeah. looks the same. Granted, yep. we don't get to see all the different types of families represented within the series. But like we see Harry who comes from his background. We all know what that was like. Um, We see Ron. Mm -hmm. Yep. We see Hermione. We see Neville, you know, um, we see Draco. We see a little bit of Sirius's story. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, she it's, shows us diversity in other ways. There yeah. are other ways that she should have showed us diversity that she didn't, but she does show us diversity in in good ways that she did. You and know? I think for the time that she wrote, she did a good job was ex- for the time. That it was she starting was to expand. Yeah. Had she written these books now, yeah, we would have seen a lot more. I think so. Diversity than we did. I, I think so. But just but. try and gaining an understanding of the characters is what we should do in everyday life. Just because people aren't labeled as characters, they're people. They're represented and based off of real life things. And if you want to get to know someone and see what they're all about, don't go from their surface level. Right. That is absolutely true. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm well done with soap. Too. I'm done with soapboxes. Well I just want everybody to get along. I'm like that girl in Mean Girls. I just want everything to be rainbows and whatever she says. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish we could all get along. And that's why, like, you've got a little puff in you. I just, I just wish the world was a nicer place. That's all. Yeah, but it's not okay. It's never gonna <laughs> be. <laughs> Let me bring oh you God. back to life. <laughs> um, speaking of Merope, Carly in the chat said mm. that having like a son in her life would have given her like hope and like so something to live for. Yeah, yeah. agreed. It would have totally changed her as a person even more. And, yeah. and I don't think she was ever really a bad person. It's just no. she was you bad driven in a bad. Yeah, she was driven into a bad direction. Mm. Um, but yeah, that would have been. I kind of see her as like a prisoner in her own home. Yeah, the I Gaunts, agree. The Gaunts are a family that we're going to probably have to talk about on the Felix Files for sure. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. a lot of thoughts and feelings. I shared one of them with you, Meg, the other day about why Voldemort is the way that he is. Um, because of, you know, pure bloods only. And I'll leave it at that until you listen to a Felix File that we will record. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Kate. Let's let's go. All right. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. <laughs> don't ever be sorry. So Harry's like, you're mad. Harry clearly he's mad eye moody. Oh. <laughs> but he's not. Yeah, he's not. Mad eye Judy. Jedi Judy. Okay, anyway. So Judy <laughs> says, We'll see who's mad now that the Dark Lord has returned and I'm gonna be at his side. And he goes to raise his wand, and Harry hurries to try and grab his wand. But Dumbledore got to him first with a stupefy that blasted apart. The office door. Yes. And sent Moody flying onto the office floor, and he's got McGee and Snape flanking him. Those were the three. Mm-hmm. Um, from the book. At that moment. Ooh, go ahead. Yes, ma'am. That right there should have proved to us that Snape was good because he showed up as a foe to Moody. Oh, sorry. I'm, <laughs> you have to turn that down because somebody's going to write a review. <laughs> That literally just hit me like that. She, oh, that was our proof right there. Snap or Snape. Oh, <laughs> even better. Oh my God. Hey, hey. I'm look, just gonna. Look, I'm just gonna look at me. Look at me. You are <laughs> you such a good girl. Oh, <laughs> you good girl. You can have another piece of chicken. <laughs> I want a Reese. Oh, I have a Reese pumpkin. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you get a treat for that one. <laughs> that was awesome. I just like literally Dude, at this moment so in time good. just thought of that. I Thanks, was today years old. I'm sorry, I was so <gasps> just reading surface level like I said not to. <laughs> you gotta pull a Bill Burr and go, oh away oh, from the oh. mic. <laughs> I didn't realize he was a foe. <laughs> And I also, I also like, cause in my mind now I'm thinking like, oh, well maybe it's just because like Judy thought that he was a foe. So that's why it's happening. No, no. In my eyes, the faux glass doesn't lie. Yeah. So. feel that. Yeah. Dude, I'm here for this. I am here for this. She told us. She told us. Goblet of Fire that Snape was good. She did. She did. And I don't like Snape, but I'm just saying. Proof right there. Okay, can we say 
good or he was just like You said you loved tolerable. him before. How do you feel about that now? When like, I say he's good, <laughs> I mean he's on the good side. Okay. Not part of the dark order. Correct. The dark order. Not with Bill Weasley. Not with the, Bill Weasley. the front of the, the whole fleet. Nope. The okay. whole fleet. <laughs> do you want to know what I learned today? Yes, I do. That's a Star Wars thing, though. It's okay. What's Count Star Dooku. Wars? What's the Star War? I don't know. Oh, okay. Was Yoda's Padawan. Who's Daku? Let's move on. <gasps> really? <laughs> yes! Wait, what? I'm so sorry. Wait, Look what? how loud I am on that. You're Good. loud. Uh, Count Dooku was uh, Yoda's Padawan. Meg is like, you're he like, speaking he like, like Yoda said, yo, I'm going to train you. But who is... Train you, I will, you. I can't talk to you if you don't know. But, like, I've seen the movies. Why don't I know? I don't know. Who Count is, Dooku is, like, wait, a big deal. Who's Count Dooku? Google it. You yeah, have Google the internet. Jeez. No, you can't do it on here. I need oh, my notes. and I don't have my phone. All right. I'll do it. All right. Gosh. I'm going to read from the book. Uh, everybody missed what I said on Discord. Sorry, guys. Gotta wait <gasps> till next week. They did? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Qui-Gon's master. I mean, I know who Qui-Gon is, but I still can't picture Dooku. Guys, is this a Harry Potter podcast? Or like, what are we doing? I'm listening to uh, the audiobook right now about his little story. So Dumbledore blasts in like the Kool-Aid man. Yep. What does he say? Oh yeah! She says, (laughs) stupefy! So, (laughs) at that moment, Harry fully understood for the first time why people said Dumbledore was the only wizard Voldemort had ever feared. The look upon Dumbledore's face as he stared down at the unconscious form of Mad-Eye Moody was more terrible than Harry could have ever imagined. There was no benign smile upon Dumbledore's face, no twinkle in the eyes behind the spectacles. There was cold fury in every line of the ancient face. A sense of power radiated from Dumbledore as though he was giving off burning heat. Yeah. Mike has two arms up in the air. I have a serious question. About Sirius Black? Black? No, it's about Dumbledore. Oh! About Dumbledore? Oh. Dumbledore? oh, ask me anything. <laughs> was this the look on his face mm. when he asked Harry if he put his name in the Goblet of Fire? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, because this no. is the first time he's seen it. It's uh, cold so fury. No. Well, yeah, well, okay, in the movie, it sure looked like that. Harry! Harry! You put your name in the Goblet of Fire! Oh, my God. So he does. <laughs> Katie maxed out the mics. Whoa, I never do that. <laughs> Okay. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Burning heat. Okay. So McGee is asking him calmly these things. Right. Very calm. So McGee (laughs) is like, listen, Harry, let's get you up to the hospital wing. And Dumbledore is like, no, Harry needs to understand. Mm -hmm. Quote, understanding is the first step to acceptance. And only with acceptance can there be recovery. Thank you for trying to heal him. But he needs to know who put him through the ordeal, ordeal he suffered tonight and why. Literally only Dumbledore could have, like, his thoughts together enough to say those things in right? this moment. Right? He's literally, like, so <laughs> angry and still he's like, no. Like, I'm sure McGee understands, but in her mind she's just like, come on, let's go. We got to get you better. And Dumbledore's like, no, you got to get him better in a different way right now. Oh, mm-hmm, You know? Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get you. So last point, Harry's like, it was moody, meaning, like, did all these things. Shock, man. But how could it have been moody? 
Okay, let's get into Sarah's notes. I'm going to play my second house, Ravenclaw. But so it's I'm going to be my second house. This isn't the one I want. I was just gonna- <laughs> <laughs> It has no head. <laughs> what do we do with this one? I'll eat it. It's fine. <laughs> so these are Sarah's notes. So I'm going to be reading them for you, dear listeners. Um, like Florence? No. Oh, come on. Just the first line. Yeah, just the first line. Just the first line, and then I won't bother you about it anymore. (laughs) Hold on. How would she say this? Oh, but this is not Alistair Moody. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. (laughs) So that's Dumbledore. He said that quietly. You have never known Alistair Moody. The real Moody would not have removed you from my sight after what happened tonight. The moment he took you, I knew, and fo- I followed. How did you follow the moment he took you, but Judy had all that time to talk? I think that Dumbledore probably followed the second he noticed, and I think that he was engrossed in talking to Mr. Diggory. So as soon as he realized what happened, that's when he left to follow. So I, because I think what he means maybe is that he left at, at, a, at a quickly appropriate time. He had to give had the to Diggory's to time yeah. to see their son yeah. and, you know, X, Y, Z. So he had to get up there pretty darn fast. And in the meantime, I wonder if he was like, yo, Snape, let's roll. <laughs> And McGonagall, or if they saw and also was like, boom, let's keep going. I think, too, that we have to remember that a lot of that conversation was happening before they even got to his office. So the conversation seemed long, but he did start the conversation before they even got there. But how? Man, he must have literally... Talking fast. Barty Crouch, though, talking fast, A, and B, he was really not focusing on him being Mad-Eye Moody at this time. He he did. He lost it completely. Yeah. Because he would have noticed, I mean, they're walking up the lawn. Am I wrong? Right. You'd see him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He would, he's behind him. You got a sticking right. magical eye. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. He's totally. He's lost He's it. out of character. He was focused completely on Harry. Insight and mind. Mm-hmm. So Dumbledore takes the flask that Judy has been using all year out of his robes and tells Snape to get the strongest truth serum and find a house elf named Winky. He also tells McGonagall to go find the big black dog near Hagrid's hut and take him to Dumbledore's office. I also wonder why uh, Sirius wasn't like already running after Yeah. Maybe he didn't see that Judy had Harry. No, because I guess it says that he's kind of dragging and carrying him. So I feel like had to. Well, maybe have been Sirius too was fast. trying to stay out of sight a little bit. He was just kind of waiting for the end of the Triwizard Tournament. Maybe he was in the hut. Yeah. What if? <gasps> what if he was having conversations with Fang? I was just gonna say, Props. what if she accidentally brought Fang back instead? <laughs> <laughs> Fang would have been like, <laughs> treats. I think too. Um, so at this point, he. Dumbledore has to know who this is to ask for Winky. Yeah, I wonder. Um, so he's figured oh, it out. He, he but I, w- I wonder if he figured it out, like, I wonder if he figured it out after Judy, like, left. I wonder if that was, like, the light bulb moment. He, like, yeah. sees him take him, and he's like, 
wait a minute. And then it's like one of those, uh, what's that show? Psych, where everything's like, yeah, like all the information. It's like in the, it's like in that moment, moment earlier, whenever we were talking in this chapter, how like a million things happen in your head in a second, you know, and like it all just like clicks for him. And I bet you he thinks he's like, wow, we were having all those issues with Barty Crouch Sr. And then he disappeared and now and then he was dead or he's like gone missing. Yeah. And it just like all clicks in his head like. I bet you it's connected. Yeah. Even though in his mind and eyes, Junior's dead. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think Dumbledore would think it's far-fetched that he wasn't. Agreed. You know, like, I don't think that would be a weird thing to him because, you know, he's lived a life, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Sarah puts in here, she says there's a comment in the book about Snape and McGonagall finding the instructions odd, but they don't seem like it's out of character. So he's like, go get a truth serum, go get a dog. Right. You know what I mean? And, and they're house and they're uh, and they're like, okay, right. like let's go. So she asks, how often do they get an odd request from Albus? Well, I'm sure every time Harry Potter's at Hogwarts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Vinny honestly. says that maybe he connected the dots because of all the because of the memories that he had been watching that included Crouch Jr. I mean, probably, yeah. So he's a smart cookie. He is a smart cookie. So um, using the keys that Judy had on his person, Dumbledore um, opens the trunk that had seven locks on it. It held spell books, an assortment of broken sneakoscopes, parchment, and quill. I wonder if all those sneakoscopes were broken because of him. Because <gasps> they were just whirring and whirring and whirring. I wonder if he smashed them because they kept going crazy because of him. Didn't he mention that earlier in the book that there yes. were sneakoscopes and they were whiz- they were whirling and he was like, oh, it's just all of this, like, you yeah. know, students. Yeah, yeah. He so he ended students. up breaking them probably because yeah. they were annoying. They were him nuts. He's sitting in that office. He's like, I know I'm a bad guy. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he smashes them. <laughs> So it's got parchment and quills and a silvery invisibility cloak. And the seventh lock opened and Harry was amazed. Quote, he was looking down into a kind of pit, an underground room, and lying on the floor some ten feet below, apparently fast asleep, thin and starved in appearance, was the real Mad-Eye Moody. His wooden leg was gone. The socket that should have held the magical eye looked empty beneath its lid, and chunks of his grizzled hair were missing. Harry stared, thunderstruck, between the sleeping Moody and the trunk and the unconscious Moody lying on the floor of the office. Whoa. Um... What invisibility cloak do you think that is? Just like a second one? Because I know they're really rare. They do. There Moody are. Moody has more one though, doesn't he? Out there, because like you can okay. enchant something to be an invisibility cloak, but it won't be as good. Right. I'm, okay. But yeah, they are still rare. They're probably really hard to make. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For My sure. My body's gone. My body's gone. <laughs> So Sarah wrote, different scene in the movies. Moody's awake at the bottom of the trunk when Dumbledore climbs inside to see how the real Moody is. It seems he has been stunned and controlled by the imperious curse, very weak and cold. Harry throws down a cloak to keep him warm. Dumbledore climbs out, then dumps its contents of the hip flax out, which is Polyjuice Potion. And actually, Polyjuice Potion, the article from Pottermore, is on wizardingworld.com. Whoa. So it says originally published on Pottermore on August 10th, 2015. Also, I want to take a time out because this is going to be heard in the future. We're going to be part of that generation that was like, do you remember Pottermore? 
Tiffany, get out. Get out. You're hurting my soul. I'm sorry. Do you remember J.K. Rowling's original website with her desk? Yes. No. <gasps> what? what? It was, was so it. cool. I'm sorry. She put clues and stuff to like the Never. titles. Never. Oh my god, I loved her I know. website. I didn't. I was playing and Neo I was like Pets. so <laughs> jealous when people would figure out the clues. <laughs> my Neopets were always starving and dying. No, I did not I get loved food. Neopets. Mine were well fed. <laughs> Neopets. Neopets was life. I it was. She dragon. had this door that you could go to, and then it, it her the riddles would change all the time That's in the cool. door, and it would like tell you information. Dude, she should still do stuff like that. Right. I know. Actually, I think if you go on her current website, you can like look back at her old one and they have it still live. So I'm going to do that. It's pretty cool. <sighs> so Polyjuice Potion originally. Pub- Did I say that? August 10th, 2015. Yes. Okay. So the Polyjuice Potion, which is a complex and time consuming concoction, is best left to highly skilled witches and wizards. It enables the consumer to assume the physical appearance of another person as long as they have first procured part of that individual's body to add to the brew. It might be anything. Toenail clippings, dandruff, or worse. I wonder how long it would last if you, like, chopped off someone's hand. Can you, like, I bet you it lasts longer the worse it is. You think so? Yeah. I think The bigger the body part? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Polyjuice potion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So if you are the Kool-Aid man. uh, Yeah. Well, that's part of... I can't take... It's Thank you, Polly D. So (laughs) the effect of the potion is only temporary. We know this. We know this from two. Um, Depending on how well it has been brewed, it may last anything between 10 minutes, 12 hours. You can change age, sex, and race by taking the polyjuice potion, but not species. No cats and no cats. No cats. Dang. All right. So no cats for you. This is actually part of Joe's thoughts. Ooh. So this is Lay from her. On me. I remember creating the full list of ingredients for the polyjuice potion. Each one was carefully selected. Lacewing flies. The first part of the name suggests an intertwining or binding together of two identities. Leeches to suck the essence out of one and into another. The horn of a bicorn, the idea of duality, not grass, another hint of being tied to another person. Flexweed, the multability of a body as it changes into another. Oh, molting like uh, like a caterpillar mm. into a butterfly. Yeah, yeah. Or and a snake. Right? Boom slang skin. skin. Oh, this is this is boom slang skin. A, sh- a shedded outer body. Mm-hmm. And a new inner. Got it. So it says the fact that Hermione is able to make a competent polyjuice potion at the age of 12 is a testimony to her outstanding magical ability because it is a potion that many adult witches and wizards fear to attempt. She was serious. She's she's awesome. So awesome. What are you saying, Steph? What is Steph saying? (laughs) Uh, All body fluid has at least a little DNA. I saw your spit. I saw your little Blood. test tube things on the internet highway today, Steph. You witch. <laughs> that sounds mean to say, but you're awesome. You mean witch. that in the best way. I know. <laughs> That's the best compliment ever. I was going to say it, and I was like, say wizard. Nope, she's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So that was awesome. Thank you, uh, RIP. Can we get, pour 
one out for Pottermore. Oh, God. Pour, Pour one, one out. out. Goodness gracious. Okay. Pour one more out for Pottermore. <laughs> Can I just, like, this is a little side note. Sure. But uh, Mike from Potterless tweeted mm. about the name change of Pottermore. And he's <laughs> like, I saw, I saw. he's like, so it kind of, like, makes the name of my podcast a little less relevant. But it increases the chances that Warner Brothers won't sue me over it. So <laughs> that's a good thing. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, gosh. We love that guy. Um, So it was smart on Junior's part because Moody never drank out of anything but his own flask. So it wasn't suspicious. And he had to keep Moody close and alive to be able to keep um, the potion for an entire school year, right? Yeah. And so uh, then they waited to see who the unconscious Moody on the floor would turn back into. But Dumble Dumble knew. What if he had taken, like, just taken the potion or, like, had used a really big oh cup of gosh hair, and, and they had to, to wait, wait for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture them just sitting around the office, just having some brandy. <laughs> yep, kicking it with right. fire. Goodness. All right, so that's the first half of that chapter. So let's go into the lightning bolt round. What do you have for me here? All right, from Carly. Do they have magical psychologists? I would Code. hope so, but I don't I think say. so. <laughs> I would hope so. I honestly, gonna... we haven't seen anything like that. I literally don't think that they exist in the universe. You know, like, Mo Money, Mo Problems? Is it like Mo Magic, Mo Problems? Yeah, know? yeah. Like, there's I feel a like they to have with to. Magic. Yeah, but when do you, I mean, uh, you don't even see that at St. Mungo's. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they just, like, throw them They're in, just healers. like, an insane asylum, basically. Honestly, but truthfully. I mean, yeah. we have talked about how the Wizarding World is very advanced in some ways and very... Very backward back in, in others. Yeah, yeah. In others, so maybe. That is maybe true. Because, right. yeah, I mean, like, if you think about it, I mean, it is interesting. It's, it's a weird concept because, like, magic can do such weird things to the mind. So, mm-hmm. like, think of the long bottoms. Like, what can a psychologist really do to help them at that point you know yeah yeah. um and like gilderoy again he kind of like did that to himself and magic has just muddled his brain like what can help so that's why i'm thinking like there has to be somebody there that they can go to for what if they just think it's as easy as taking a potion i guess that's true and so but when that potion wears off think about like i take an anxiety medication but that doesn't cure me you know i still have to work on a lot of stuff right you know, like it a helps or a pill with like cure it. It the helps. edge of it but it yeah. doesn't get rid of it right there's yeah. still a lot on you to manage it or help from outside people to manage it you know they should they should have it if they don't <sighs> yeah. i'm gonna go with i unfortunately don't think they do yeah, but same. they should yeah same. they should because there's a lot of moments where it's clearly needed. Instead of becoming yeah. a professor, Neville should have like pushed for something like this at the ministry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah and great. like think of how much Draco could have benefited from it in like Half Blood. Legit. Yeah. Right? Like a counselor at school? They should have one. Like who are they gonna go to? Felch? Ghostbusters? <laughs> True. I'm sorry, you said who you gonna and I had to like think of. <laughs> um who you gonna call? honestly, but like I I like just like taking um like an anxiety medication, like yeah, take that or take that potion, whatever. Right, yes, absolutely. But talk to someone too. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Especially in a school. That's right. why we have school guidance counselors and all that with school psychologists as well. Mm-hmm. You're correct. Cho would have needed. Oh my gosh, no one helped that girl. I know. Honestly. 
I mean, Harry kissed her. Didn't do much. Well, she cried all over him. Rightfully so. What she didn't did get Ron say? Oh, no. So how was it? Wet. Yeah. Wet. <laughs> she was sort of crying. That bad end over you. <laughs> like, but, like, clearly, like, if you, yeah, I mean, we can be annoyed with Trello or whatever, but, like, she needed help. Yeah, Harry sure. needed help. Neville needed help. Snape needed to not be a teacher. What are we going to do? Ron would have benefited from a counselor a lot of times, too. I was thinking that, too. And Hermione, she got a lot of bullying. Well, she got a lot of bullying, and she was, like, stressed to the max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I say Snape shouldn't be a teacher because you can love Snape as much as you want, but he was not a good educator right? to most of those children, I will say. Mm-hmm. Which is sad because he really is a He was a great teacher. teacher. Yeah. Look at what she taught Harry just through a stinking textbook. Right. 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 Yeah, he would have been great, but his attitude got the best of him. Snapitude. Yeah. It's a super snapitude. Sometimes, though, I will say I do have a snapitude. Right now, can't stand you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I love you. Whatever, <laughs> guys. Are you a snake, guys? Sometimes. Lolly. Nudge, nudge. What? Lolly. 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 Tune to your face. <laughs> oh my god. So Lolly. <laughs> From Jennifer, your favorite prophecy in a movie or book? What? I missed that. I'm sorry. I was well, reading Discord. I apologize. Name a favorite prophecy in a movie or book. A prof- uh, Star Wars. The chosen one. Mm. <laughs> the other. Utter chosen one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that my favorite is um, the one that Trelawney does in Prisoner about... Sorry. Wormtail. But we think it's about serious. He will return tonight. Because <laughs> that was like one of the first moments in the book where you're just like, oh, shoot, this is getting deep, you know? Yeah. Like it. It's like yeah, a turning point. I can't think of anything else other than Harry Potter. <laughs> um, Vinny, which Death Eater would death you... Buddy. Which Death Buddy <laughs> would you send to take care of Karkaroff? Wormtail. He wouldn't do Ooh, it. Can I be really mean? Yes. He's kind of a death buddy. I don't know if they're official. Grayback. Yeah. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> that's yeah. why I said I was going to be really mean. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I'll go with that one, too. Also from Vinny. I don't know if I said that before. Both these are from Vinny. Do you think Judy learned his monologuing skills from Voldemort? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but also no, because I think that Voldemort stays aware of his surroundings, and Judy did not. He did not. Constant vigilance. Constant. He wasn't listening to his uh, character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jennifer, what would the real Moody have done when Harry returned from the port key? Listen to Dumbledore. Yeah, he would have kept. He would have been like, "Dude, Harry stays here." He would have been like a bodyguard to Harry. Yeah, yeah. at that moment, he but made, keeping him there, never yeah. left Dumbledore's side. Uh, Darlene asked, "Did real Moody's death affect you at all?" Since we didn't actually get to know the character, who's that? What did real Moody's death affect you at all? Since we didn't actually get to know the character, Uh yeah, actually, yeah. it did. Um. Because I feel like as much as Judy wasn't Mad-Eye, Judy did a really good job of portraying, like, who Mad-Eye was. Yeah, I agree. It was like you watched tape on Mad-Eye, you know, like how football players watch their own tape yeah. and learn plays and stuff. I feel like he watched Moody's. But, um, no, because I feel like Moody's one of those um, 
characters that like how Harry thinks in seven when he dies, like he's so incredibly strong and he's so tough and he's been through so much Yep. And then he's gone and it, and it's like you f- you feel really sad and I know I'm speaking for myself right now I felt really sad but it also was like a moment when you're so engulfed in the series and you're like this is scary. Yeah. Because he's one of the best aurors and now he's dead. Mm-hmm. I think that what affected me the most about Moody's death isn't necessarily like how we got to know Moody from himself, but how we got to know Moody based on how people talk about him. Yes. So I think that like the fact that Arthur, yes. for sure, yes. constantly ingrained in our minds and Harry's mind, um, how strong Moody was and how great of an aura yeah. he was. Yeah. Um, Respected. I, right. I didn't really need to get to know Moody from Moody because I already knew him from everybody else. That, yeah. And it was a very accurate representation of who he was. Yeah. And yeah, whenever they like found his eye, that was sad. Was sad. Didn't you want to just like punch Dolores right in Ugh. her face? Like she knew who that was. Oh yeah, she was a Death Eater without being a Death Eater. Agreed. Mm-hmm. She should have never been allowed back at the Ministry after five either. Yeah. I don't care if Fudge appointed her back before he was fired or not. She was a horrific person and she'd yeah. never been allowed back. And the audacity that Scrimgeour had to be like, oh, here, you should, you know, walk into the ministry sometimes and make them think that you're on our side. Bob's short. No. Yeah. Like that's that. The audacity that he had to ask Harry to die. And I'm so glad Harry's Harry and was like, mm, nah, bro. Basically, that's Agreed. what Sarah would say. Yeah. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Agreed. Virginia asks. What was the first meal that the real Moody wanted when he got out of the trunk? Uh, My mac and cheese. (laughs) Wait, what? What what food? Yeah. What meal would he want? Sausages. Mm -hmm. A Big Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Big Mac for Mad-Eye Moody. (laughs) A Mad-Eye Mac. What's, Um, What's the poem that goes with Big Mac? Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. <laughs> That's what he says as soon as he climbs out of the trunk. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I am awesome. Carly asks, did the gaunts go to Hogwarts? I don't know. Yeah, I would think so. I I don't know. I don't know either. Didn't didn't they come across as like severely uneducated? Like they didn't go to school at all? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Like I don't know. I just don't know. Um Morph in no way. I think that hold on, now I'm trying to remember, but didn't there didn't Marvolo think that Hogwarts was like infiltrated? Because they, be letting, because they were letting because in they were letting Muggleborns, Muggleborns in, yes. so he didn't let them go. Yes. I feel like they definitely Carly, didn't go. Carly says Merope was homeschooled. Homeschooled. AKA. Not they called her a squib because she never learned how to do magic. She wasn't a squib. No one could teach her. Gosh. And she was terrified. Yeah. We're lucky that she didn't turn she's lucky she didn't turn into an obscure. <gasps> Maybe she was. No. She wasn't. She wasn't. We would know. But maybe she was new theory. <laughs> um, Vinny was Filch responsible for getting the door in Judy's office back in place. If so, that's kind of rude. 
I feel like they give him just the most terrible jobs. He has to tape it back together like Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc. Oh my god. <laughs> like, do you think that he did something to earn this? Because, like, he has to do all these things without magic. Right. And it would yeah. be so simple for someone else to have that job and do those things with magic. Is he, like, so being like punished? Punishment? Like, what did he do? What did Maybe Phil he do? just really wants to be a part of the magical community. And this He'll is do whatever. The way he feels he can. But why is he so grumpy How all did time? he get that job? Give me the Filch backstory. Give me seven Maybe. books on Filch. <laughs> do you really want that? Filch. In the day I got this job. Filch. In the day the Weasley twins showed up. <laughs> Filch. Why is Harry Potter here? Filch. I have to clean up this rubble. Filch. I don't know. Rubble. Oh, I have to God. punt these kids across this swamp. Filch. Punt. I <laughs> forgot about that. It's like <laughs> some fiction of kicking them across. <laughs> Right across. Oh. oh God! All right, Carly says, if you were impersonating Moody, where would you have kept him? Under my bed. What? I don't know. <laughs> In a secret dungeon. In the forest. In the forest. In the kitchens with the house elves. No, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want them to. Why he'd be happy? Yeah, I get. Oh, you're such a Hufflepuff. <laughs> you're not supposed to keep him happy. Yeah. Keep him quiet. Keep him happy. Keep him fed. Mouthful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's his. That's his torture. He's just constantly having food shoved in his mouth till it's not enjoyable anymore. <laughs> Which I don't is, think that would bad. ever not be enjoyable. If you're what buff. you can be so full you feel sick. <sighs> no, but I love food. It's a problem. It's me every Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. <sighs> Jennifer says, "Where did Moody buy that trunk?" Dervish and Bangs. I was gonna no. I was no. gonna say maybe he would have gone into Borgen like and Burks. Yeah, that's a Borgen and Burks. That is a dark item, and you know it. That's for hiding bodies. What? Ooh, it did hide a body. It was just mm. alive. Hmm. I would buy it. It's because you're a snake. His 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 nudge nudge. Josie asks, did Moody keep that trunk afterwards? Also, did he ever use it to hide in, not to be trapped in? Maybe. Maybe. What if I it's a trunk of yeah. Moody's own making? Oh, that'd be I like that'd be epic. That. I like that. Head cannon accepted. You're welcome. Carly says, "Was Fox watching Judy for Dumbledore?" Fox seems like a familiar for Dumbledore. I like that. Um, I don't think so. Though I would say, go ahead, Katie. I think part of the reason Dumbledore has that extreme fury, it's half of it is because he was duped. I think so too. I don't think that. Dumbledore pieced it together until that moment. Yeah. I mean, he even says, like, until that moment, he didn't know. If Fox was watching, Mm. he would have known earlier. Mm. Always watching. Always. What is with all these Monsters, Inc. references today? I know. I got to watch it now. I watched it yesterday. did. You did? Watched it yesterday. I was on. (laughs) Alana liked it. Good. She should. should. Throw a sock on her back. (laughs) (laughs) Josie asked Shaver What? (laughs) What? Like poor George? Yeah, poor George (laughs) And (laughs) Shaver Like a shaver She says getting her curly hair You know (laughs) Josie says Can Sirius have conversations with other dogs While being a dog? I'm sorry, what? 
utter dog. Thank you. I'm going to say yes because yeah. we learn from Voldemort that Wormtail conversed with other rats in yes. order to find out where he was. Yes. Accurate. Dude, for real having conversations with Fang. Hashtag I agree. Fang is right? such a quality pooch. But like how great would it be to be a human in animal form talking what? Talking Your to, wife's weird. That's I what. <laughs> like, what would Fang be? He'd be like, oh, my God, I went on a walk today. It yeah. was great. He's probably talking about how he's afraid of the oh forest and wish Haggard would stop Haggard making him go in there. steak. It was the bum. He pet me. He's the best. I love Hagrid. We played with stick. Was how awesome. was your day? Pretty much that. Oh, you ate a rat? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't think Fang was Was its like name that. Wormtail? Fang. Uh, no. I'm Hufflepuff. really sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rachel says, "How did Dumbledore realize what? I don't know what I just wrote in there. How did Dumbledore mm. realize important information? Maybe about Judy being junior. I mm. needing Winky. Mm, I don't understand. I apologize. The question. I, Skip yeah, the I, question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> That's all we got, though. Okay. Cool." We got. Well done, lightning bolt round. Let's yeah, move on. All right, fan story. Fan story. This one comes from Bailey McMillan. She says, Hey, lovelies, a few weeks ago, although this might be a few months ago, a few years ago by now, I sent in my Potter story by snail mail to your P.O. box. But then I started thinking about what if it never made it to you? This is a very typical thing for me to think. So I decided to email it to you as well, just in case. So if you also got my letter, enjoy my Potter story twice. I just wanted to say congrats to Bailey because she had a baby. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank you all for everything you do and all the hard work that you guys do on this podcast. You will never know how much this podcast means to so many lost Harry Potter fans. Much love. So here's her story. Hey, lovely ladies. I think it was about time that I submit my fan story to you guys, so here goes. We were visiting my grandparents in Florida when the first movie came out, and like a typical summer day in Florida, it was raining. (laughs) So my mom decided to take me and my two sisters to the movies to see Sorcerer's Stone. Mm. I was hooked. The magic and the idea of a different world swept me in and didn't let me back out. I'm a 95 baby, so by (laughs) the time I could start reading the books and understand them, the first three movies had already come out. I distinctly remember the fact that the fourth book was the first one that I was able to read before seeing the movie. But all too soon, the series was over. Even after the series ended, I was still obsessed with it. People all around me knew me knew of me as a girl who loved Harry Potter. Other than reading the books once or watching the movies during the ABC Family Harry Potter weekend, there wasn't <laughs> a lot around me that screamed Harry Potter. That is until I was diagnosed with cancer when I was 16 years old. <sighs> Suddenly, my personal world became too much to bear and I was constantly searching for a way out. Thankfully, J.K. Rowling had already created a world that I could escape to in times of need. That's when I felt my love of Harry Potter grow into something much more than a love for a book series. Suddenly, Harry was there and with me through it all. Just like Harry, my Gryffindor in me Mm. told me to hide my feelings and put on a brave face through the surgeries, the chemo, and the radiation. But there was this one chapter in Order of the Phoenix after Harry gets back from the ministry and he's in Dumbledore's office and he just starts to break down. Mm -hmm. I found myself crying right alongside Harry and uttering the same words that he did. I can't do this anymore. It's not fair. I want out. Mm. Seeing Harry come to terms with the emotions that he was feeling and the fact that he was finally finally allowed himself to be weak gave me the strength to be weak as well. This podcast was a godsend in a time of need for me. I just found out that I was out of remission, so immediately I turned to the books. But suddenly the books weren't enough anymore. 
There was still too much of my everyday life that I had to face without a book in my hand, so I searched for a Harry Potter podcast, not exactly knowing what I would find, and luckily I found Swish and Flick. I was like, this is perfect, until I clicked on the podcast and realized you had just posted your very first episode that day. Oh, wow. That's fate. At first I was upset because you only had one episode (laughs) out for me, but I quickly realized that the fact that you guys had just started the podcast was amazing. And even then, I didn't know how much this podcast would become a part of my life. Every time something bad has happened to me, Harry Potter and the world Joe created was always there to welcome me home. And now thanks to you guys and the family you created in Swish and Flick, my heart is so full of kind people who are just as nerdy as I am. Words will never be able to express the gratitude that I have for you guys and everyone in the podcast group. I owe you all so much for helping me keep my sanity and see the light through the darkness. So thank you for all you do. I love you guys. Oh my gosh. Bailey. <laughs> Bailey. I, Bailey, Bailey. We, you say you can't express. We can't express. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm trying to laugh through it. Um, how much you mean to us and all our listeners really like I it like Harry says um it's not fair that that has happened to you but um like you said you're Gryffindor you're strong but you are allowed to be weak and say this does suck I love that because you I think that's the greatest strength I agree of being a Gryffindor or being a person in general, but like to come to that point where you're like, you know, one, it's okay to ask for help or yes. two, it's okay to feel these feelings because yes. you know what? Sometimes life sucks and it gets yeah. you down and yeah. it's hard and it's okay to, you need to accept those at some point, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. In order to recover, that's, that's strength beyond strength. For yeah. a long time, I wouldn't allow myself to like validate my feelings for yeah. some things you know yeah right? but like growing growing up has made me realize like no look those feelings in the face and say i'm allowed to feel what i'm feeling right now and it's okay and i will get through it and it will be okay yeah um your story is beautiful and you are such a light in the group yeah. you're very active mm-hmm. we appreciate it we love you um thank you for your strength Bailey. it gives yeah. us strength too yeah honestly like listeners always say like how much we do for them and 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 i'm not saying that that's not true but i feel like you guys have literally no idea how much you do for us like getting stories like this and i tell everybody in my everyday life about you guys like the stories we get i just i love our listeners so so much mm-hmm. yeah i really words can't do. express yeah. literally you know like it's like we never would have expected that oh gosh we would have met people that we care so much about just by talking Potter. Yes. You know? yeah, it's, it's awesome to share it with all you guys. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I mean, Vinny, even your dumb jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and your on point gifs, mm-hmm. gifs, whatever. Going to steal a line from stuff here and say, you're all my favorite people. Accurate. Yes. <laughs> I just... Bailey, keep staying strong. Keep a positive outlook. Keep that Gryffindor roaring. I you, hope all is well at it. this moment. I don't know how long ago you sent this to us, but yeah. I hope that things are better. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, much for your story. And friends, please continue to send us 
Potter stories. We get that question so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for addressing are, it. Because people are really far... Uh, I can't tell you, friends, how many people I've been approving for our group and who have yeah. been liking uh, the Facebook page. And we are getting so many new swishers that are still just in those beginning episodes of uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Um, and they're just oh, awesome. joining the group now because we've just back then started the group. Yeah. So you're getting so many people. <clears throat> So many people knew this podcast is growing in leaps and bounds. And just make sure that, you know, if you're in that Facebook group, welcome them. You know, I haven't gone in there for a welcome new uh, Swishers in a little while, but my goodness, there's so many new ones. Yeah. I, I, I literally myself, I don't know. I can't speak for you all, but I have probably approved 10 people a day this week. Just me. Same. <laughs> Same. Same. Yeah. It's bananas. Um, and if you guys, I feel like we kind of have stopped telling people how to do this on the pod, but you can send your stories to our email, mm-hmm. swishflickcast at gmail.com. Just like if title it. Yes, we are still accepting them. Absolutely. Um, Just like title it Potter Story, Fan Story, whatever. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and like, then we put it in our Potter Story everything. folder. So, yep. And I just want to reiterate this. If like, Say you sent it a long, long time ago. It's still there. Don't worry. We haven't deleted any. No, I I would never. And even the ones I read, they go into a completed Potter story little folder. They're yep. all there. Yeah. I Kitty's never will it. ever get rid of them. We always have them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just keep sending them in. Keep being patient. We'll get to you. Yep. We're, we're never stopping. <sighs> never going to stop. Never Can't gonna stop. Won't stop. <laughs> never going to stop podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Lay that social media on me. Yeah, where can you find us? On social media. Mm, where? Oh, um, Facebook. What's that? Oh. Swish and Flick Podcast. Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. And you can join us on <laughs> Patreon for access to the Felix Files and to our Discord chats. And that's at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. And there are a ton of different levels that you can join. Um, thank you to all of our current patrons. You rock. You guys are awesome. Yeah, and I'm working on revamping our website a little bit, so keep your eyes out. Um, it's been looking very cute, I must say. Thanks. You're welcome. Meg, you're pretty cool. It's so adorable. go to swishflickcast.com, check it out. It's I'm very trying purple. to organize <laughs> our merch a little bit better, mm. Um, mm. updating some of our photos and bios and adding some pages that I've gotten ideas from just from like searching other websites and stuff. So just trying to like... Make it more so that you guys can get to know us better. We should come out with um, a new merch item. We should. What would you listeners like to have that has Swish on it? Let us know. Yeah. And we'll see what we can do. And I think that um, maybe something Christmassy soon, since it does (gasps) usually take a little while for our stuff to ship. Mm. Maybe get that out soon christmas so maybe a new ornament perhaps yeah something something somebody said lanyards that's a cool idea i know i don't know where to get those hmm. but we'll try yep um so what's going on with your life um teaching um alana is taking swim lessons is she a good fish she is the best fish <laughs> She actually loves it. She's so cute in the water. And you know what I get to do? Marty goes in, so I get to just sit 
in the little glass window and I get to drink coffee and watch them splash. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and it's so cute. She loves it. She's so adorable. The funny thing is, is like the teacher uses a baby doll and then like an Elmo puppet. And so I'll see her and whenever she wants something that she can't say, she'll say that, that, but she knows how to say baby and Elmo. But I can just, I see her through the glass and her arms are out. Like she wants to hold it, but she's not allowed <laughs> to hold it. <laughs> oh, she's so funny. She says so many words. She knows letters, like certain letters now. She is like banana smart. She's really smart. We're kind of in trouble. Because <laughs> she's going to be smarter than me when she's in second grade. And I'm going to be like, I don't know what to teach you anymore. You're going to go to college. <laughs> she can say Katie. She can oh, say God. Katie. It melts my heart every time. She was sitting in an oversized Lego bag tonight and she was peeping her eyes out and going, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else am I doing? Still working out. I've done 50 days of this 100 day program, which I'm super proud proud of. My nutrition has been awful. So once I get that where I want it, I feel like I'll be doing better. I just want to get ripped again like I was when I was doing that Body Beast program, you know? We're on day four. You were so ripped when we went to Orlando together that first time. It was back, man. Dude. I want it back. Your shoulders were insane. I was super jelly. We're working on it. I know. We started again. Tiff at one point flexed me and was like, should I, like, stop? (laughs) (laughs) She's insane. She's like, look at this arm. <laughs> oh, the muscles. Now, I can do it. I just have to stop uh, drinking pumpkin cream cold brews. Dude, between October to December, it is so oh, hard to so not hard. eat all Starbucks the delicious things. And, yeah, like you know? comfort food, like you just want it, you know? <gasps> oh, geez. But yeah, no. Um, I just, I really love working out. I really love lifting. And this program has been a lot of fun. And Megan and Katie, you're going to do it. We just started. We just started it. So good. I love it. I really like it. It's like, I feel like, um, so for anybody who cares what we're talking about, it's a beach body program called Morning Meltdown 100. Yep. Yep. Um, And what I really love about it is the fact that there are multiple modifiers. Yes. And I feel like that's why I'm always super intimidated by workout programs because Mm -hmm. like there's usually a modifier, but sometimes I even have to modify the modifier and then it makes me feel like crap. No, it um, should never make you feel like crap. Are you moving your body? Exactly. Doing something. I, I get where you're coming from. I know, I know. So what She's I trying like, to pump you up. I, what I like about Morning Meltdown 100 is that there is a modifier to the modifier. There is. So it's like I can do whichever one of those I feel comfortable with with that move. Mm-hmm. Um, and Or like combo them, you know, or like go back and forth between the two, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like there's something for everybody with this program, which is yeah. why I enjoy it. It's awesome. And it makes me feel good doing it because I feel like I can actually do something that they're showing me on screen. Yep. So. I feel that. Yep. I feel that. Yep. Um, Just getting fit, man. What else, have, yeah, what else have I been doing lately? Oh, I bought Link's Awakening. For Switch. It's been pretty cool. I've beaten two dungeons. I haven't played it in a little while, but I've been busy. Oh, I guess I should update on my personal life. So I was gone. Um, if you were wondering where I was, I put it in Swisher support. Um, 
my grandpa passed away a little over a week ago, a week and a day ago as of right now. So um, went to be with family. Not going to lie. It sucks, you guys. It really sucks. Um, he was a great guy, but he died on a Thursday. And the Sunday before, Marty, Alana, and I got to go down there. We were hanging with him. He was playing peekaboo with Alana. <laughs> Held his hand, kissed his scruffy cheek. Mm. He said he loved me as I loved him. Alana said it to him too, and mm. we got a really good last last few hours together. So you'll never forget. I still remember what it felt like to kiss my grandpa's scruffy S- cheek, double cheek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, I miss him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's uh, life. So you know, you have to like every time somebody passes away, you have to figure out your life without them. So it's like a new thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not easy, but we're all here for you, Tiff. Thanks. We love you. We love you. What's up? What you been doing? Um, a lot of podcasting. <laughs> mm, I wonder why. <laughs> so yeah, Katie and I and our friend Chrissy are doing friends talking friends, so you can follow that. We are. Going to have four episodes out by the time this one comes out, or five maybe. Um, I'm loving Ross still. <laughs> Judge me all you want. Uh, yeah, and it's just really fun because, like, I literally, for you know, some reason, just completely stayed away from friends and know nothing about the storyline. So it's basically a lot of me speculating what's going to happen. And it was Chris- fate for you to start this podcast. Right. We and then instead of- Chrissy is so awesome with like all the facts and stuff that she brings. So it's like really good for seasoned friends fans because she just breaks it down. She breaks it down. She's so great with it. Hmm. What if we took a leaf out of Paulus's book and called it friendless? <laughs> 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 That's funny. Oh, missed opportunity. <laughs> Too late. No, it's good. So, uh, so yeah, go follow Friends Talking Friends. We have an Instagram, um, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook and a Facebook group. So, nice. yep. And me and Katie are really trying to get back into vlogging. We're not going to do daily because it's much, just a dude. lot, That's but we're going to do much. it when we can. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, when we can. Um, do you have anything specific you've been doing? Because I forgot a couple of things that I need to share. Because I said I was going to talk about the the things I've been listening to and stuff. I need to shout out more people because more people need to be appreciated. So finish yours and I'll go back to me for a hot sec. I can't think of anything else. I've been... I don't know. Oh, we, I'm almost done watching Downton Abbey. Oh, one more episode, yeah, one yeah, episode yeah. left. And, and then we're going to go see the movie. And then we're going to go see the movie. But get this. Oh. Get this. I have some tea tea. to sip in my Downton Abbey mood. Okay. So I get my mom into Downton Abbey. Oh, God. Did she spoil it it. for you? No. No. Oh, okay. We start it. We're like ahead. My mom is trying to play catch up on it. And when we, like the reason why I started this is because I wanted to see the movie that was coming out because it just came out like last week. Hopefully right. by the time this comes out, we have seen it. <sighs> yes. So like my goal was, okay, I'm going to finish all these seasons so that I can see this movie in theaters. The three of us will go together. It'll be great. My mom went to go see the movie without us. <laughs> Did she go with your dad? No, she went with our neighbor who has never even watched Downton Abbey. Good for her. No, what? I was mad. <laughs> 
I was so upset about it. Oh, I think it's kind of funny. I was and like genuinely. Goes, You're I was, really upset. Yes, I was genuinely hurt Megan. by it. I was hurt by it. It was our thing. Oh, okay. It was like our thing, and that was like the whole plan. Listen, the whole plan was the three of us were going to go see it together, and then, and then, and then, she goes, "Well, I'll go see it again," and I'm like, "Not with me, Megan," because she is a movie ruiner. So she ruins. I she'd can't. Be like, she'd be like, wait she'll for be this like, part, wait, wait for, for this part. part. This is what's going to happen. Wait for it. I'm serious. She ruins movies. And that my dad called me today. He's like, so when are you going to go see that movie? And I'm like, I don't know. Hopefully Sunday. And he's like, are you going to take your mom? And I was like, no, I'm not going to take my mom. Make her sit in the front of the theater. <sighs> I, oh my God. Yeah, I was, can I be I was 100% honest though? That is something your mom would do. <laughs> I just, I agree. We love her. I agree, but I was just like, what in your mind thought that that wouldn't upset me? I look over at Meg. She just wanted to go. Let her go. I look over at Meg and she's like, on the phone, she's like, that was our thing. Oh, <laughs> Meg. And then today, and t- today, oh shoot, what did she say? Um, she said, are you still mad at she's me? She's like, are you still mad at me? And I'm like, no, I'm not mad at you. you I'm upset. You stop it. I said, I'm upset. And so is Katie. I love you. Goodbye. And then I <laughs> left to go back to work. <laughs> you better squash that. Oh, God. Love your mother. I do love my mother very much, but I was appalled at the fact that appalled. she went to go see it. Yes. I, that is exactly what I said, Tam. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Oh, you're I funny. Just, I seriously looked at her and I was like, what made you think that was a good idea? <laughs> why? Like, why? You crack me up. I was genuinely upset. Genuinely. Genuinely. All right. I want to tell you about what I've been listening to. So I've been pushing through audiobooks. Um, I think I said this on The Hangout. So all the other listeners don't know. So I just finished listening to six again. Holy mackerel. It was very bad because I listened to Dumbledore dying like two days after my grandpa died. So it was like major emotional feels. Yeah. You know, I love my Dumbly. Um, I've also been listening to, and I only have three hours left in it, which is really short for a book. The uh, Count Dooku book. I can't remember exactly. Who is that? The title. You don't know. Dooku who? <laughs> Um, Someone about Qui-Gon? I don't know. Qui-Gon Jinn, man. Liam Neeson? Yes. Who's in Ohio right now? Is he really? Filming Mm -hmm. a film? I'll tell tell that story after you do this. Does he have a lightsaber? No. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, exceptionally good book if you like Star Wars. I very much enjoy it. Um... I've been listening to Tandem Legends podcast, which is a podcast all about the Legend of Zelda. They are playing through the Zelda series um, in the Hyrule Historia timeline order, which is epic. I love it. They're on Majora's Mask right now. Um, and let's shout out our uh, our boys here, Matt and Ezra from Hyperspace Hangout. They've shout been, out. Shout oh, out. They've been rolling along their little uh, Star Wars uh Hyperspace and all ships and all that jazz and hanging out in hyperspace. Yeah, hanging out in <laughs> hyperspace and um, I don't know. We just love those boys. Shout out, go listen to them. 
They're very good at Star Wars. And Ezra is exceptionally knowledgeable. Exceptionally knowledgeable. About he's like Star real Wars. nerd level. Yeah. But it's great because so am I. He's like us. Different... He's like us with Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Liam Neeson is in Ohio because he's filming the movie something like Minutemen. Mm. The, the Minutemen, the Minuteman, something like that. But it's about I think a it's guy. <clears throat> is no, that it's like definitely uh, Minute? Is that a Missy Elliott song? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's about a man who helps a child at the Arizona Mexico border, something Ooh. like that. Mm. Um, but they are filming it in Ohio, which is funny because they're making Ohio look like Arizona. Okay, but it they look filmed like at... it's cheap to film here. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, but they they filmed at Charlie's restaurant, the little dog house at the corner. What? Yeah, yep. right. <laughs> that's, that's three outbursts from Tiffany this episode. <laughs> no, dude, I've been what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were filming there for, um, like earlier this week for wait, like wait, all day. Wait, were they filming in Parma? Yeah. I drove by that, and I wondered why there were big escalades and all these cops. Yeah. <gasps> I could have seen Liam Neeson. And they're also... Without even knowing. And they are also... They also filmed in Kent at this, like, old, old, like, retro-looking okay. motel. This motel, until about a year ago, had a sign that said, Color TV. It did. Oh, I love that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. But so we actually, like, we were out there yesterday, and we drove by it, and they, it was really cool. They had, yeah. like, the motel room that they were filming in open, and, like, all the lights were on. Um, and then there was this tent with, like, all these snacks, and there were these old-timey cars, like, all parked everywhere. And there were escalades and stuff like that. So cool. yeah, it was it was super awesome. I drove by it and I watched them leave and I watched a guy take a picture and he was like jumping and smiling. And I was like, what the heck are they doing? <laughs> I saw the car he was in <laughs> as I was going to get Little Miss Rose. That's so cool. Yeah. Man. Oh, I got to call Marty. Liam Neeson. Dude, I could have talked to Qui-Gon. And there were pictures of Liam Neeson and the kid Where are you eating seeing this? in Charlie's diner. They were like eating at the diner and him and the kid were like sitting next to each other. Dude, I bet they chose that because that place looks like garbage. I ate yeah. there once. Did you get I sick? did eat there once. No, no people little, love it. it. No, it's know. like a Cleveland top whatever There's restaurant. There's like four yeah. seats in there. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've eaten there. It's good. But um... Yeah, so oh. that's cool. So uh, Liam Neeson's in town. So, well, Steph, I am no, Craig. I mean, he still is. No, he, I meant. And I can't by the time look at you. Comes out. My gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we have to end this episode. Yes, <sighs> we do. Thanks for hearing about our personal lives. So, uh, is there anything else, or is this all for Voldemort and Valor? All for Voldemort and Valor. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the Muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Yas Queen. Okay. I mean, they're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Snakey. I mean, it's fine. It's what I've. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) Say it in the street. That's a knockout. But you say it in a tweet. That's a cop out. And I'm just like, hey. Are Are you you okay? (laughs) Thank you, T Swizzle. Find you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
Oh, goodness gracious. We're sans Sarah tonight. Yes. So Sarah's be taking weird. a much needed weekend. Go for her. I agree. Yeah. Everybody scream! Everybody scream! What's wrong with Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.